Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks but never produced, and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society. Now, you know, I always say A-list in that intro, and many of the writers we've had on the podcast have very established track records and are indisputably on the on, on the A-list. And people I'm thinking about like Genji Cohen and Will Gluck and Adam McKay and Mike Royce, Victor Fresco, Ira Ungerleiter, on and on. But sometimes a writer maybe jumps right onto that A-list straight out of the gate. And I think that may be the case with this month's writer, Julia Meltzer. The pilot you're about to hear is the first one Julia ever sold. It's called Yours, Mine, and Paul's. And it's just, it's very in the pocket. It's got a simple but fresh premise. The main character, Lauren, agrees to be a birth surrogate for her best friend, Paul, and his husband, Xander, who she can't stand. And then, sorry, spoiler alert, Paul dies in the cold open, and Lauren and Xander are stuck with each other. There are some very Will and Grace vibes, and in fact, Julia was supervised on the pilot by Abraham Higginbotham, who wrote on Will and Grace. It's, it's fast-paced, it's funny, it's very in control of its tone, and it's a show I can totally picture getting on the schedule. Except that uh, it didn't, which is why you get to hear it here. Our cast, Hillary Ann Matthews from Alex Inc., Adam Faison from Everything's Gonna Be Okay, Brooks Whelan from Saturday Night Live, Blake Lee from Cruel Summer, Sid Steinberg from The Cool Kids, Oscar Montoya from Playing House, and back with us again, Liz Jenkins from Blackish. And hey, as I always say, if you want to see the people reading it, see their faces in the Zoom boxes, makes it a lot more fun. Just become a Maximum Fun member for as little as $5 a month. You'll get access to the video, all of our bonus content from past years. So that's all of the video of all of these Zooms we've been doing since the beginning of the pandemic, plus some other bonus episodes. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join and now enjoy yours mine and paul's look it's a rough world out there especially lately i get it so let's take care of our minds as best we can I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think. The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed, and I was like, can't believe I gotta go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man, and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Give your mind a break, give yourself a break, and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. Okay, I'm here with, uh, with Julia Meltzer. Julia, welcome, and can you tell us a little bit about what we're about to hear? Hi. Um, yeah, this is my pilot called Yours, Mine, and Paul's. And um, it's a multicam. And it's about uh, a girl who agrees to be a surrogate, an egg donor for her gay best friend and his husband, but she hates the husband and the husband hates her. And I think that's all you need to know to, <laughs> to, to get started. 
Can you tell us a little bit about the history of how, you know, where this was set up and you know, where you sold it? Yeah, um, I sold it to 20th um, as a spec. I had written it as a staffing sample um, because my other staffing sample was completely like filthy and R-rated. And I was like, I should write a network sample. And then um, they sold it to ABC in March of 2020. Did anything else happen that month? I can't remember if anything happened. That um, no, it was the pandemic. It was terrible, but I did get to write episode two because we didn't get to shoot a pilot. So that was a really cool experience. This was also my selling. This was my um, first writing job, which was crazy. Um, okay. And, but it was like a, a really cool experience. And this is another hearing it out loud is another cool part of the experience so i'm excited all right well we will we'll talk more uh at a later date but for now let's get into it so thank you julia and now this is yours mine and paul's the pilot written by julia Meltzer. it's the cold open we're in a well-decorated apartment home to a loving couple Paul Ellis, kind, level-headed, a dream guy with dreamier hair, and Lauren Myers, impulsive, creative, faux-enlightened, sit on the couch holding hands. Paul? Lauren? Honey, just tell me. I am pregnant. Oh my god, I'm gonna be a dad. Oh, you're gonna be a dad. And they hug in tears. It's a picture-perfect pregnancy celebration. Paul turns to the person next to him. And you're going to be a dad. And we reveal Xander. Maybe a dick, but self-aware about it, which is appealing, which is infuriating. He's standing in the kitchen, smiling, emotional, taking a deep breath. Paul runs over to him, kisses him, and hugs him tight. Honey, we're going to have a baby! Yeah, I heard. I can't believe it's actually happening. Oh, you guys, this is... Oh, Xander, it's so nice to see you have, like, feelings. Excuse me? She can go, right? It's about us now. Uh, I gave you an egg and a uterus. I'm not leaving till somebody rubs my feet. <laughs> yeah, not it. Okay, guys, come on. I I'm so happy right now. I'm getting a baby that's half my husband and half my best friend. Lauren, we are so grateful to you. Of course. Honestly, it just feels good to do something totally selfless. <clears throat> what? Oh, nothing. Sorry. Yeah, we're celebrating. Let's keep it chill, okay? Thank you for taking the high road. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's not like there's nothing in it for you. What's in it for me? Well, you get to show your ex you're having a meaningful life experience without him. Oliver doesn't even know about this, but that just made me want to tell him. Well, you also get to glom onto our family since yours thinks you're crazy. No, 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 no. My mother was very clear. Not crazy, just a huge disappointment. Only because you didn't go to law school and marry some guy from their country club. Yeah, they don't understand my path is not a straight line. I can't be put in a box. Or a cab, apparently. Okay, okay, guys, let's get back on track. Xander, don't you have something you want to say to Lauren? Oh my god, I love forced scripted apologies. Hit me with it. Oh, no, 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 it's not forced. Or scripted. Or an apology, really. Mm, I mean, could it be, though? Probably not. But maybe it should be. Nah. Xander? Okay, look. Boo, I, I know we've had our drama in the past, but I'd really like to move past it. Like, for real. I'd love to. Apology accepted. Okay, how about a toast? Yay! Yay! They all almost toast throughout. To Lauren. To you guys. To the baby. May he have my sense of humor and your enormous confidence. Your big old brain, but my proportional head. 
My ability to drink in moderation. My ability to read something longer than an Instagram caption. My knowledge that my feelings are not the most important thing in the world. My awareness that you don't have to control people to get them to love you. I don't do that. Paul, make her leave so that we can be alone. Okay, everybody, take a breath. They do. All of them. They've done this before. Obviously, a lot of big feelings coming up. This is real now, and it's a little scary. But Lauren, we're here for you. You'll get whatever you need. Your body is not going to get hideous. She smiles and takes that in and gets calmer. And Xander, I promise we'll find a way to be dads and have our lives. And your body's not going to get hideous. Xander smiles, takes that in, and gets calmer. Thanks, babe. We're swooping in with the great negotiation skills. Xander rests his head on Paul's shoulder. Yeah, never leave us. Lauren rests her head on Paul's shoulder. I'm not going anywhere. And we cut to a funeral parlor. This is Paul's funeral. Somehow, between celebrating his new baby and now, he died. Xander and Lauren see each other. It's emotional. In the wake of Paul's death, they have, of course, put their differences aside. They're the two people who loved him most, and they need each other. They hug. You're squishier than I expected. You smell like a flea market. And that's the end of the cold open. Act one, we're in Xander's apartment. It's six months later. Lauren, now visibly pregnant, sits typing on her phone. Xander enters, dressed nicely. Okay, how hot is this shirt? Eh, you should wear the one I brought you from work. I have an MBA. I'm not wearing a sweat through man blouse from Goodwill. It's a high-end vintage store. That shirt was photographed at Studio 54. That is the sweat of a coked-up twink standing very close to Grace Jones. As he passes behind Lauren, he sees her phone. Okay, wow, is that naked you? I'm texting it to Oliver. It's an old pic, but, but you know, before um all this. Wait, you're getting back together? Not yet, but I keep accidentally texting him things so he'll think I have a new boyfriend, also named Oliver, get jealous and come running. Yeah, I see a few holes. What? Oh, in my plan. Okay, I got a thing. Um, see you later. There's a knock at the door. They exchange a look. Who could that be? Xander crosses and opens the door to a hip woman. Hi there, I'm Clara, your doula. What's a doula? I'm sorry? I'm your childbirth expert. I'll be supporting you through labor and birth. Look at you. You're magnificent. Aw, okay, I like you. Come in. And you must be Paul. I tried to confirm with you yesterday, but your phone just rang and rang. Lauren and Xander look at each other, realizing. Okay, this is weird. Sorry, we're just catching up now. Uh, Paul hired you. I'm Xander, the other dad. And obviously I'm Lauren, the magnificent surrogate. Her word. Oh, well, it's nice to meet you both. Should we wait for Paul? Probably not. He died. Brain aneurysm. Oh no. I'm so sorry. How awful. Yes, it is awful. Just keep reminding myself how much you loved Ed Sheeran, though, and it gets me through. Please excuse him. I'd like to say it's the grief, but he's always been fairly unpleasant. It's fine. Everything you're both dealing with, how do you function? We mostly keep to our rooms, meet up for doctor's appointments, and look forward to the day the baby's here and she's not. Three more months! She and Xander share a little excited celebration. Should I go? No, stay. Paul wanted this, right? And we don't know what we're doing. Um, all right. I have a little more time before I have to go. All right. What do you got for us? Chop, chop. Okay. Well, before we get into the whole birth plan, is there anything you're particularly worried about? 
I think his hair loss prevention product is giving me migraines. She eats two frozen lasagnas a week. She doesn't cook them. She just like sucks on them like a popsicle. Is that safe for the baby or will he also grow up to be gross? Clara reacts as the doorbell rings again. Come in. The door opens and in walks Ethan, Paul's big brother, former golden boy, having a rough year. Hey, I'm so sorry I'm late. You must be Clara. I'm Ethan, Paul's brother. Ethan, how'd you know about this? Oh, Paul put it in the family calendar. You didn't see it? Well, he was the only one putting stuff on it, so we haven't been checking. Oh my god, I hope we didn't miss any good restaurant reservations. Hey, is it okay if I stay? This just really helps me feel connected to Paul. Of course. It also distracts me from the whole Hillary thing. I'm separated. It's fine. I haven't cried since the elevator. Knock, knock. The door opens and in walks April, doting mother and expectant grandmother, no-nonsense principal by day, umbrella drink party girl by night. Mom? You check the family calendar? Why wouldn't I? Paul got me into the cutest little Italian place last week. Oh, you must be Clara. I'm April, the grandma, though I'm thinking the baby will call me Mimsy. Mimsy? Okay, no, that is some very white nonsense. Grandma, it is. Okay, sorry everyone, but I've really gotta go. What? We're just getting started. I have my thing, and you've got a ton of help here. Please get my baby out of here safely. Thank you, and goodbye. As he crosses past April, she stops him with, Ah, 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 ah. This woman is about to go rogue with the birth of your child. What are you talking about? April crosses and starts opening wine from the kitchen. Clara, don't you mostly do natural births? Yes, I do. I feel it's the most empowering way for a woman to bring life into the world. Oh, I love that. Go, girl. Natural childbirth, as in no drug. What? I could give birth without drugs. You take Advil to get your hair cut. I have a very sensitive scalp, super common in highly creative people. Why don't we start by deciding if you want to give birth in a hospital? Uh, yeah. What are my options? Uh, what? Wh wh where, where do you give birth if not in the hospital? Most of my clients have home births. In their home? Yes. Where all their stuff is. I told you. Hillary's sister gave birth in a pool in her living room. Ooh, dramatic. I like that. Yeah, that is not happening. AOC has this rug, and I'm not losing the love of my life and my AOC rug in the same year. Giving birth at home does give you more control. Did you know that 10% of hospital births include episiotomies? What's an episiotomy? Uh, did you do no research before deciding to have my grandbaby? An episiotomy is an incision in the vaginal wall. Say what? To protect the vagina. Oh, okay, that's good, I guess. Protect it from what? From tearing. Say what? What they don't tell you is that episiotomies often lead to anal tearing. Yeah, Say oh, what? You. Clara looks up like, eh, what are you going to do? Oh my god, being a woman should come with a warning. Caution, giving birth means choosing between the vagina and the butthole. <laughs> it took me all of high school to make that decision. You only have three months. <laughs> and I'm out. Okay, bye, Ma. Bye, baby. We go to the hallway. Xander presses the elevator button as Lauren enters. You're just gonna leave? I told you, I have a thing. Oh my god, what thing is more important than the total destruction of my undercarriage? None of your business. Lauren takes a beat, suspicious, as a mom-type neighbor pushes the elevator button. Xander, we made a baby together. You can at least be honest with me. The neighbor reacts like, uh-oh, what did I walk into? Ugh, fine. I'm meeting up with a guy, and please don't make a big deal out of oh this- Oh my god! Actually, I'll take the stairs. The neighbor scurries off. 
Paul is barely cold in the ground. I'm not getting married. I'm just getting laid. Oh, classy. Isn't it a little soon for your first date after Paul's death? The neighbor cautiously crossed his back in. Stairs are this way. Actually, it isn't my first date. I've hooked up with a few people. The alarmed neighbor picks up her pace and exits. What? I don't enjoy it. I'm not a monster. Let me get this straight. You haven't rubbed my feet once in six months, and now you're bailing on our doula. A person you didn't know existed five minutes ago. Well, she's here now, and we have important decisions to make. We need to sit with this, talk about our feelings, really reflect. Yeah, that doesn't sound like me. Can't you talk to one of your three therapists? One is a colorist, and one is a psychic. And my colorist knew you were going to act like this. Homeless dude in the stairs, I'm just going to stay home. She runs home, and the elevator opens. Xander gets in. Fine. Go bone your pain away, and I'll stay here, growing a human to whom you will somehow be the moon and the stars. Actually, if you could not be here when I get back, that'd be great. The doors close, and the neighbor pokes her head in. You deserve better. Hell yeah, I do. I'm magnificent. And that's the end of Act One. Dead Pilot Society is proud to be sponsored by Cobas. Music lovers, this is one of the best-kept secrets out there, really. Uh, Cobuzz offers music streaming and downloads in high-res quality. Now, you may not be getting that from the streaming service you're currently using. This is artist-approved sound. This is the highest sound quality available. And if you're thinking, oh, at that quality, maybe they only have some stuff. No, they have everything. They have everything your other streaming service does. There's a library of over 70 million tracks. Try and stump them. It's really hard to stump Cobas. There's a download store. You can buy your favorite albums to add to your collection so you can enjoy them forever. Look, music connoisseurs and audiophiles. I don't want to call myself either of those things, um, but I'm both. Rely on Cobas for a complete music experience. And the Cobas experience, when you are on the app or you go to the website, it's like being in a really cool record store combined with reading a really great music magazine. It's, they offer liner notes, album reviews, artist interviews, hand-picked playlists. These aren't algorithm-generated playlists. These are Cobuzz's music experts hand-picking playlists. There's exclusive editorial content. If you love music, you need to be using Cobuzz. Now, right now, you can try Cobas with a one-month free trial at artistapprovedsound.com. That's artistapprovedsound.com. Check them out. You're in the theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she stand up to her? Oh, good God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? We never know when we'll see ourselves in a movie, but that search for recognition is exactly what we're going to talk about on the podcast, Feeling Seen, with me, Jordan Cruciola. Each episode, we'll bring in a guest to talk about the films that they see themselves in and also the ways that movies have fallen short. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun or wherever you find your podcasts. Act two, we're in Xander's apartment later that day. Lauren's on the floor blowing up an inflatable pool as Ethan enters with a garden hose and bag. What is it about a hardware store that makes me need to prove my masculinity? 
I don't even know what this is, but I bought it because it looks like a gun. It's a tube cutter. Okay, give me one end of that hose and attach the other to the sink, please. He does as he's told during the follow. This is a pretty elaborate test run for your home birth, but you know, you're tough enough to handle it. Didn't you and Paul go to a boxing camp that one time? No, that's just what we told people when we were following One Direction on tour. I am not tough. I for sure want the drugs. So what's the pool for? I'm going to scare Xander into thinking I want this to force him to participate. Pretty smart, huh? Okay, I may be sensitive to this because of my Hillary situation, but that sounds kind of manipulative. I prefer results-oriented. I am sorry about Hillary, though. Are you okay? Ish. I'm mostly just bracing myself for my third thing to happen. You know, bad things, they happen in threes, right? My brother died, and then my wife left me, so I just hope my third thing isn't a lifetime of loneliness. Mm, never gonna happen. You're handsome and smart and responsible and charming. Hillary has no idea what she's losing. Thank you. And for what it's worth, if Xander isn't an ideal partner in this, I'm here, if you need me. She smiles, moved. They meet eyes. Is there something here? A door knock breaks the moment. Yo, Lauren, open up. It's Oliver. I know you're in there because cause I can hear you. Oh my god. One sec. Lauren tries to get up from the floor. It's ugly. Hey, remember when you remember when you said you were here for me? Ethan, cluing in, jumps to help her up. Once standing, she tosses her hair, crosses, and opens the door to Oliver, a confident, hipster tough guy, crush-worthy bartender. Oliver, what are you doing here? Do you mean me, Oliver, or the other Oliver you're obviously dating now? Holy shit, it worked. <laughs> and we cut to a bar in Dumbo, Xander... And Ricky, a hot guy, drink at the bar. I mean, I did like his movies, but I don't think you can separate the art from- hey, Okay, let me stop you. My husband died six months ago, and I'm just looking for emotion-free, meaningless sex. Ah, uh, perfect. I'm on my way to London for work and only here for a few days. Oh, great. Okay, I'll close the tab. And I'll call the Uber. Xander turns to the bartender, Ricky to his phone. And we cut to Xander's apartment, continuous with before. Lauren, Ethan, and Oliver are as they were. I should go. Is this him? Hmm? Is this the new Oliver? No, look, I, I don't want any trouble. Ethan brandishes the tube cutter like a gun. Oliver, this is Paul's brother, Ethan. Really? And why should I believe you? Because you've met him like five times. You sat with him at Paul and Xander's wedding. You said his wife had a slammin' body. Oh, yeah. How is she? Good. She left me. Yeah, yeah, we saw that coming. So, uh, bigger issue, you're pregnant? Yes, I am. It's not yours, it's Xander's. I did it for him and Paul before Paul, you know. So, you are having a baby with Xander? For Xander. Once it's born, it's all him, and I'm fun and Lauren. I was gonna say, you hate Xander. You said he's shallow and condescending. He's also here. They turn to see Xander and Ricky at the open door. Oh, Xander! Oh, ah, long time. No, uh... Later. You bet! Lauren, what the hell is all this? Lauren crosses to the kitchen. Oh, since the decision is totally up to me, I'm thinking home birth. I just wanted a little practice run to see if I'm comfortable with the idea. She picked up a large open can of tomatoes. You better be making ragu. Actually, Clara said there's a lot of blood, so I just want to get the full picture. He crosses back into the living room. No, you don't. Food stays in the kitchen. You know the rule. That's a good rule. We have that rule at our house, too. Well, go to Hillary's house. Hey, uh, 
Should I turn off that water? No. Yes. Go ahead, Xander. Do whatever you were planning to do. I'm just gonna... She plops the tomatoes in the pool. Okay, I cannot deal with your crazy right now. Let's go bang. There's a ding from Ricky's phone. What? Are you on Grinder already? Listen, in fairness to me, you never mentioned two dudes, a pregnant lady, and a baby pool. Good luck with all this. He leaves. Xander looks very upset. Eh... Uh... Hug? No. You got it. What is wrong with you? What are you even trying to accomplish with this insane stunt? What stunt? I'm just exploring my options for your baby. Okay, I'm sorry, but your tactics are really triggering me right now. Look, I think Lauren was hoping for more support during this challenging time. Oh my god, it's not like I don't take care of her. You live in my home. You use my Postmates account. You know about that? I get fraud alerts on my credit card. That's a lot of meatball subs, boo. Well, so? Your baby is in here. Yeah, dying for a salad once in a while. Ugh, it's so unfair that I'm stuck with you and don't get to do this with Paul. Hey, nobody wants him here to deal with you more than I do. Oh my god, why is nobody turning that water off? On it! Yes, sir. They both dash for the kitchen, slamming into each other and falling into the pool with a spectacular splash all over the rug and furniture. It's tense. Um. Don't. Nope, I do not want to remember the rug like this. Xander exits. Oh my god, somehow this is going to be my fault, isn't it? And that's the end of Act 2. In Act 3, we're at Bahama Mama's. It's Applebee's Gone Tiki. Xander enters, spots April with four co-workers, all public school teachers, all delighted as April tells a story. Xander approaches behind her. All the drama he put me through, I don't fit in. I'm not like other boys. I'm marrying Paul. And now he gets some spoiled white girl pregnant. I just... Mm -mm, I can't. I can't. Mm -mm. I can't. Oh, my God! And one by one, they stop laughing when they see Xander. Catching on, April turns around. Serious. Oh, hey. Your story's killing. Great. Can I talk to you a second? He walks to the bar. She makes an uh-oh face to her friends, grabs her drink, and crosses to join him. <sighs> okay, so look. You said you're here for me, anything I need, and that you want to be an involved grandmother. I'm not taking that girl into my house. <sighs> Why not? Please? I have a life, baby, and I'm not giving it up for some knocked-up anthropology mannequin. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Mom, okay, I, I'm about to lose it. I don't know what to do. Of course you don't. Dealing with big feelings is not your thing. Rude. Please. Anytime anything bad happened to you, you'd shut down, shed not one tear, and redecorate our whole house. That's eh, still not right. She slaps him playfully on the shoulder. I mean, Paul handled my big feelings. She knew what I was feeling before I did. And this whole thing was his idea, you know? He wanted to be a dad so much, and I wanted to give him that. I knew he'd be great at it, and, and I could just follow his lead with Lauren, with the baby, and all of it. No, I don't know how to do this without him. So don't. Okay, I realize you've had a few drinks, but you do remember he's dead, right? Well, not in here he's not. And not for Lauren, either. You have that in common, so start there. This lands with Xander. Maybe she's got a point. Nearby, April's friends burst out laughing. I think I have an idea. Okay, good, because I don't like it when people laugh without me. Mama's punching out, and April is punching in. Bye, baby. She grabs her, her drink and dashes back to her table. We cut to Xander's apartment. The baby pool is gone. Lauren and Oliver frantically scrub the very stained rug. Is it better? It, it, looks, it looks better, right? They stop and take a look. There's smeared red everywhere. 
I, I could live with it. Your shower curtain is a garbage bag. I'm not sure you and Xander have the same standards. Ugh, this is screwed. Thanks for helping, though. Sure. I don't see the new Oliver helping you scrub the floor right now. There's no new Oliver. Only the one who brought me to the city to figure out who I am and made me feel like I belong somewhere. Cool. Now is probably not the time to make any decisions about us. Uh, you got a lot going on with the baby and all your weird plots to get people to do stuff. I have to plot. Xander won't listen. Ugh, this would have been so much better with Paul. We always just knew what the other one needed. Yeah, uh, this part I don't miss. What part? Being compared to perfect Paul. That was no fun. And I bet it's no fun for Xander either. Lauren takes a beat. Does she do that? The door opens and Xander is there. My god, she's a disaster. Your rug or? The rug. Hug? <sighs> Why not? Oliver crosses and hugs Xander. So, I'm gonna go. Text me. On purpose this time. Lauren smiles, happy to hear that. Oliver exits. So, I am so sorry. Uh, it's just a rug. It's not like anyone died. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, can we sit for a second and try something? He sits on the sofa. Curious, she sits beside him. Between them is the space where Paul used to be. <sighs> okay, so every time you and I came to blows, we had Paul to talk us down. And he knew us better than we knew ourselves, right? So, what do you think he'd say if he were here with us now? Well, honey, I think he'd tell you to be there for me. And I think he'd tell you to stop being so damn needy. And I think he'd tell you... Okay, wait, stop. Okay, um, how about I do me and you do you? Yeah, 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 that's better. Yeah. Okay, I think he'd tell me that I can be a little needy, shut up, that I jump into things and then freak out and make it everyone else's problem. And that I should stop expecting you to be him and let you be you. Because he loves you exactly as you are, and he wishes I would too. <sighs> okay, my turn. Um, I think he'd remind me that you're doing a huge thing for us. And that he picked you to make this baby with me because you have some great qualities I refuse to see out of some sort of sad competition for his love. We both do that. And I think he'd tell me I'm avoiding you and the baby because when I look at you, I see him and this thing he wanted so much. And that's really hard because I'm not great with big, messy feelings. Well, good news. I love big, messy feelings. That's my whole thing. <laughs> okay, and let's be real. Paul didn't hate that we fought over him. Oh my God, no, he loved it. I guess now we have one less reason to do it. She scoots over, rests her head on his shoulder. He then rests his head on hers. Jesus, how many martinis did you drink? Your hair feels like straw. And that's the end of Act 3. We're in the tag. It's later that night. Xander reluctantly gives Lauren a foot massage. She holds a glass of wine. I have to say, you're great at this. Thanks. Did... Paul, know your toes look like this. I feel like we would have explored other options. Ha ha. I've seen your feet too, Frodo. This kid is screwed either way. Sip, please. She feeds him the wine so he can keep massaging her feet. Looks like they're going to be okay. Ethan runs in, head bleeding and eye swollen shut. 
You guys, guess what? Oh my god. Ethan, what the hell? I got mugged. It happened. The third thing? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> guys, guess what? I got mugged. The third thing. Lauren and Xander exchange a worried look. And we fade out. End of episode. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Definitely come back next week. Uh, take a break from your Thanksgiving gathering for my conversation with Julia and her supervisor, Abraham Higginbotham. It's kind of fun. We haven't done a lot of these where you get to hear you know, how that works when a new young writer or a new writer is teamed up with a veteran and how uh, that relationship goes. It's pretty cool. Dead Pilot Society is produced by me and my co-host, Ben Blacker, and our associate producer, Noah Findling. Hey, if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Tell a friend about us. You can follow us on social media to find out all the latest. We're on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.